morning. If you are out and about like I was just recently, it is like 48 degrees outside. <laughs> it's so cold. Oh, my God. It's, it's just so cold. I'd like to welcome to Out and About with Elaine. My name is Elaine LaRoche. <laughs> my number here is, so I was just going to give you my cell phone number. all right I'm on my second cup of coffee so please bear with me here uh listen oh we got a great show for you today oh my god I'm talking about women in government at 8 15 my special guests are city councilors Kathleen DeSimone and Laura Dolan is going to be my guest and um yeah I'm looking forward to talking to them about um city council issues and also um being a woman and getting into politics. Uh, we see more and more women are running for local as well as national seats. So uh, it'll be a very interesting show. Man, oh man, what a week, huh? North Attleboro, which I just moved there, right? We had a water band. And it, it, and the thing of it is, with this water band, it's like, mm, I didn't get notified. I didn't get any alerts or anything um people at work were telling me that the that there was a you have to boil water and all these other things and the GPW was going to distribute water right so i didn't know that i came home from work on thursday and i'm thinking wait a minute in the morning i brushed my teeth i took a shower and it's like and then they're saying that there's <laughs> you have to boil water and it's like what the heck i did go to my local Chinese restaurant and got takeout for dinner and came home. And then I read that I seen the news and it's like, oh my God. So Friday morning I get up and I got some water. So I brushed my teeth with the water, took a shower anyway. And um, I went to the DPW in North Attleboro. And I have to say they were very organized in distributing the case of water um, to all our residents. And then in the afternoon, I actually um, got a text message and then the alert came on saying North Attleboro ban is um, over. So that was great. So today before I came in and wrote the show this morning at 4.30, I took a shower again and here I am. So oh, I hope they're right. Oh my God, too much. Uh, we have a great show. We have lots and lots of activity. I went to the farmer's market last week. I, I go almost every single week and I'm going again this week. It was filled, filled with vendors. I mean, there wasn't any space available, but plenty of walking space for us to go around. Each and every vendor, they alpacas and, oh my God, everything was just so amazing. And now you can get like the freshest corn and tomatoes, cucumbers, zucchini, cabbage. I mean, it's just really amazing. I can't wait for the fall season to come because it is fall right now and this is the last weekend of September where the fall like acorn squash and different things coming into play but uh, I if you have never been it's at O'Connell Field and it's right around the corner from us so it's like generally what I do is after the show it ends at nine I drive down and I just shoo, go right in do my circle and then come back out by 9 30 it's great but, um, yeah, it's just so great. You know, Borealis Coffee is there. Burgundian Food Truck is there. But I'd rather go to Burgundian right across the street from the station because, oh, man, I got this egg sandwich on this wonderful bread I've never heard of before, and it's just so great. Oh. But I always like to 
go to my local vendors. So after North Attleboro um, DPWs, um, you know, I got my case of water. I went to Mackey's, which I haven't been to Mackey's in over a year. And it was great to see the folks there and, again, enjoy the, the breakfast. Okay, uh, so listen to this. Um, I've got a couple of things. Oh, oh boy, oh, boy. I went, uh, <laughs> all right, Designated Survivor is on Netflix. And uh, my son hooked me up with uh, Roku and I now have Netflix and a bunch of other stuff. Designated Survivor is one unbelievable show. And I was bin watching. And literally, I was bringing my bins in the living room and unpacking as I bin watched Designated Survivor. So I thought, hey, this is a new Webster Dictionary meaning add bin watching, meaning to unpack items out of a bin while watching TV. So I'm going to write to them and say, hey, I created a new uh, definition, but I know it's binge watching, okay, but it doesn't sound as good as bin watching where you're taking the bins because I recently moved and I'm taking the bins and I went through like 10, 10 bins yesterday, which is good, but I still have about maybe 14 more to unpack and I'm putting them aside, these bins, and I sent them over to my, my girlfriend who's moving in two weeks. So I brought her lunch and then we were chatting and she gave me some really nice things that she, because she's packing. So she's getting rid of a lot of stuff just like I am, like savers down the street. I mean, seriously, it's got a lot of clothes and different articles that I no longer want or knick-knacky things that I'm looking at and like, oh my God, yes, I bought that at, you know, different places. But, um... Yeah, she's the one that gave me this unusual device. Uh, it's a Tupperware thing. And I looked at it, and she said, figure it out. So I went on Facebook. So thank you, Facebook friends, for telling me it was a, it was a scooper to um, get boiled eggs out of a pan. <laughs> I'm serious. Tupperware made every single thing that you could possibly think of. And back in the day, Tupperware was like the thing to do and the thing to buy. Those salt shakers and the pepper. I mean, the salt shakers were great. They never caked up or anything in the summertime. And um, who could who could forget all those bowls that you had and uh, a pitcher for lemonade and the glasses, the plastic cups and bowls and everything. Honestly, I had more Tupperware. I, I had more I hosted more Tupperware parties than anything. It was it was ridiculous. But uh, but it was fun to figure it out. So thank you all for chiming in and letting me know that it was actually something to do with eggs. <laughs> anyway, uh, Jim Corbin will be calling in in a little bit because we've had some really interesting weather uh, with Fiona and now there's several other storms um, out in the Atlantic. So um, we'll have to check on him. But you know what? Um, <clears throat> excuse me. I wanted to tell you that the uh, electric rates are coming higher and higher and higher. National Grid announced residents will, I will see an increase of 64% starting November 1st. 64% in an economy like this. How can they get away with that? That's what I want to know. I mean, I was watching the, um, the outcry in Providence when they had that um, I guess it's the commission, and everybody was saying, hey, look, we can't afford this. I mean, with food prices and gas prices and oil heating going up, 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 
64% is shameful, shameful. And I don't care what's going on in the country. I just think that this is ridiculous. Very, very bad. And I know that it's only going to get worse because folks like me, I have electric heat and um, it's going to be ridiculous. So, I mean, luckily, I mean, luckily, seriously, folks, luckily I'm with North Attleboro Electric. Phew. But, um, yeah, this here is this, a typical, listen to this, a bill for a typical resident who consumes 60 kilowatt hours a month will increase from $179 last winter, right, to $293. I mean, how can people afford this? I, I don't understand why this all happened. I really don't. I'm not trying to criticize anybody, but geez, Louise, come on. I mean, and you know what it was? The commission listened to all these remarks and they did it anyway. You know what I mean? Like they did it anyway. It was just like to appease, okay, well, we did have a public hearing, but they passed it anyway. 64% in one year. I would think like in 20 years do, you know what I mean? Like 5% or 7% maybe, but 64%? Are you kidding me? Are they the only game in town? I would say go solar. Shut these people down. You know, I mean, this is ridiculous. 64% is outrageous. Outrageous, you know. And where's our politicians coming in and saying you can't do that? Or isn't there regulations about how much they can raise? I mean, what about next year? Didn't they have a, didn't they raise these rates about two years ago, I want to say, to like an additional, I think it was like 30 or 40%. I don't know. I'll be keeping my eye out on this one because this is, this is ripping you off. It's ripping you off. It really is. I don't know. Um, there is the 10 mile river cleanup today. I wanted to tell you about it's the 16th annual. Um, it starts today at eight o'clock to 11. Yes, it does rain or shine, but look at this beautiful blue sky. So they're asking Attleboro residents, come on down and um it's over by the river walk um actually you know where it is it's the riverbank road on haywood street that's where the gardens are the community gardens are there's a big parking lot over there if you're coming down the street um on the left hand side park your car they're going to be trash bags and all kinds of stuff but bring your own gloves if you can and um they're saying hey you know what families children bring them all down because they're collecting trash along the river walk. And that's really, really awesome. So Jay Delisio, our city council president, and um, Nick Wiley, who's a conservation agent, is co-chairing this event. So, um, yeah, this is really awesome. And it's uh, sponsored by the city of Attleboro. And it happens every year. So, uh, yeah, this is really great. So come on down. Um, they will feed you, and they have free refreshments supplied by Dunkin' Donuts. Yay. Also, I wanted to tell you, now, normally I do this in the 7.30 to 8 o'clock hour, and I'll do it again, of course, but if you're just waking up with me, I just want to let you know a couple of things, okay? The Atterborough High School has their open house today from 10 to 2. Parking is available um, it said either side of the school or behind it, and uh, you enter through the front doors, and um, and that's pretty cool. But remember, when you go down there, I mean, you can stop at the farmer's market first at 9 o'clock or 
and get all your wonderful produce and products and everything. And then just walk around the front and go into the high school for a tour. Right? See? So you're planning all those things. I always have a, um, a kudos of the week. And I always love to uh, acknowledge when anyone um, does a good deed. And so this here week goes to Andrew uh, Fleischman, a freshman at Mansfield High School. And uh, he's an ambassador for Project 351, which means maybe every city in state, uh, every city in town, because there's 351. And uh, Andrew said that uh, he collected over 800 items and donated to troops serving abroad and local veterans. And it's called the 9-11 Tribute Service Item Drive. And it took place earlier this month. And um, this is really great. So he collected all these things and brought them down to the uh, the different agencies. And uh, yeah, this is great. This month, the Mansfield chapter of Project 351 raised about $250 for the Massachusetts Military Heroes Fund and honored those who died on 9-11 with painted tribute stones. So that's really great. So Andrew, you have a great future ahead of you. Kudos to you. You are my hero of the week. So I just wanted to let you know that uh, we're all very proud of you. So we have Jim Corbin on the line, my friend. Yes. yes. Okay. I am going to bring him on, even though I'm up against a break, but that's okay because this is our meteorologist, Jim Corbin. Good morning, Jim. How are you today? Good morning, Elaine. Yeah, it's uh, a little chilly this morning. I think you'd agree. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> tell yeah, us something good, actually, my friend. Yeah. Tell me something good. You're gonna make me sing again this morning. <laughs> anyway, no, but uh, yeah, we have a pretty good breeze out there, and and. Part of this breeze is a combination of uh, Canadian high pressures who are west and uh, Hurricane Fiona, which is now slamming the Canadian Maritimes, 90-mile-an-hour sustained winds, uh, one of the strongest storms, really, to affect that area in, in many years. And so even though it's far away from us, it's so big that that's part of the reason why we have a bit of a breeze out there this morning. Now, there's no uh, cloud cover of consequence from it. Uh, it's off to the east, but we do have this northwest flow, and that's going to keep it uh, for a while cool this morning. Now, we do have the air moderating a little bit. So uh, unlike yesterday, which barely got out of the upper 50s, if you were out yesterday afternoon, you probably could feel that cool uh, condition. This afternoon will moderate a little better. So we're going to reach the upper 60s this afternoon. There'll still be a pretty good breeze up to 25 miles an hour, but there will be mostly sunny skies, maybe a few high, thin clouds dimming the sun just a little bit at times. But overall, very nice day we yet again. Well, the farmer's market, anything else going on, and I know there are a lot of things that are happening today outside. Now, we're going to have clear skies tonight. Temperatures will fall down into the 50s. Not as cool as this morning, which is now running in the mid-40s, mid and upper 40s. And then tomorrow, we're going to start out sunshine, and then we'll have clouds moving in in the afternoon. Uh, that will dim the sun a little more than today. So not as sunny tomorrow afternoon as today will be, but it should stay essentially dry, and it will be a little milder getting into the low 70s. Uh, Patriots, of course, their home opener in the afternoon should be right around 70 degrees at game time. Uh, and by late in the day, maybe a quick shower, but nothing like we had the other day. Now, tomorrow night will be our next uh, chance of widespread showers. Nothing particularly heavy, but there'll be some rain around tomorrow night in the 60s. And then sun and clouds for most of next week. It looks like a fairly quiet stretch of weather, just an isolated shower or two around the low 70s both Monday and Tuesday, and then cooling off into the 60s for highs Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. So really, uh, Elaine, no big weather issues here. Now, we do still have 
lingering swells from Fiona uh, for today. So if you're going to be down by the ocean, especially east-facing uh, uh, coastlines, you want to be ready for one of those rogue waves. If you're watching the uh, ocean down by the rocks, things like that, and a big wave would come in, you don't want to have any uh, issues with that. Be very careful. But that's going to subside as Fiona moves away. Now, we do have several other issues in the tropics. Uh, we did have the development of Hermine. Now, Hermine was the one that we were all thinking might be the name of the storm that could threaten the United States, but that one formed before the one that is going to. Hermine's out by off Africa, so it's way out, not anything to worry about here. And we also have Gaston way out in the Atlantic as well. Of, of more concern is Ian, I-A-N. That is the storm that is now a tropical storm in the Caribbean, and it's going to head towards uh, near Jamaica, the Cayman Islands, the western tip of Cuba, and eventually get into the eastern Gulf of Mexico and potentially make a slow curve towards Florida or perhaps uh, the uh, states of Louisiana uh, and Mississippi and Alabama. So that is something that uh, next week, early next week, uh, all eyes will be monitoring because that one, uh, the problem with that one is it's wherever it goes, it's not going to be moving fast. So it's going to be taking a long time, and therefore many areas are going to be dealing with bad weather for more than usual amount of time. Some areas may get uh, bad conditions for uh, almost 24 hours. So the Ian is the big one uh, that of immediate concern in the United States. And before then, it would be down in the Caribbean islands of Jamaica, Cayman Islands, and uh, parts of Cuba before it hits the United States. Now, as far as the, uh, the East Coast, there is still a chance that some of that moisture, at the very least, and uh, some wind could get up into the mid-Atlantic and maybe as far as New England by about next weekend, Elaine. So by about a week from today, the remnants of Ian could be bringing us some rain. And we've talked about this over the last several months. One of the best things that could happen to New England is get a remnant moisture package from a tropical system. That could be the case by next weekend. So let's keep our fingers crossed. Now, of course, uh, when that ha happens, we also have to uh, say oh, good luck to our friends to the south, which have to deal with a worse storm. But uh, we may be having, uh, right around a week from today, uh, some beneficial rains from potentially what could be Ian. But overall, a not a bad weekend coming up. Right. I noticed that uh, the temperatures every morning, I was looking at all the temperatures, like 48, 50, 54. I mean, it is going to be cold when you wake up and go to work on Monday and all the, all next week. Yeah. It's like we're not getting uh, anywhere above uh, 74 this whole week. Yeah, but think, I know, but think about it. You just talking about whatever the reasons, the high prices of electricity. Yes. Uh, at least this time, this time of year, we don't now have to turn on much of the air conditioning, and it's still usually a little too early to do much on the turning on the heating. So, mm -hmm. if anything, this is the time of year where we, we save a little money. We don't have to uh, do, worry too much about any extreme air conditioning or extreme heating either. So, <laughs> we might as well enjoy it while the, while it's good, because of course. As you mentioned, it's uh, it's not going to be good this winter. It looks like, with the cost of of, uh, of everything going up, for various reasons. But uh, so that's the way to look at this week. Uh, yeah, it's going to be a little cool at night, but just throw on an extra blanket, and you probably be able to keep heat from going on. So, mm -hmm. uh, really, not not that bad a situation for the next few days. Okay, great. I was just noticing that uh, we turned back our clocks on November sixth this year. Yes. The, Yes, a reminder, two days before Election Day. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the way to remember it. Right. Two days before Election Day, we set the clocks back in the, in the corner. The controversy will begin. Why oh. are we setting them back? 
and we'll talk about that when we get there. But right. yeah, just uh, just just a little over a month from now, and so the seasons are changing. But again, uh, it's it's cool this morning. You know, as you mentioned, uh, forty-seven is degrees is mm. a, a typical temperature around the area. But there's a ten to fifteen mile an hour wind. So if you're going to be out early this morning, uh, just dress appropriately. That that wind is actually making it feel closer to forty early this morning. So cool, but at least it won't be, Elaine, as cool as it was yesterday afternoon by this afternoon because we're going to get to about 68. So right around room temperature this afternoon and even a little bit milder tomorrow and early next week. Again, all eyes, the big story, the big weather story is going to be Ian. Uh, If you know anyone that lives in Florida, I know one of my brothers is down there near Miami. Uh, They are worried down there uh, as well as our friends on the west coast of Florida, Tampa, Fort Myers, uh, right up into the uh, panhandle mm-hmm. likely uh, going to be affected and potentially parts of the southeast united states but that would be tuesday wednesday thursday friday of next week so uh that's going to be the big weather story uh, all we have to worry about is uh, a couple of mornings getting dipping into the upper 40s <laughs> that's about it so right i think overall lane we're doing pretty well and the rain the other day up to almost two inches in many areas uh that is really uh, put a major dent uh, a good sledgehammer into the uh drought situation we have here and as each week passes we're using less and less water for obvious reasons less and less things are starting to grow so yeah you you don't worry as much as you go into october if you're still in a drought because you're using less water but for for various reasons because of the drought and the heavy rains that's why some of the cities and towns have had these water issues i know here in mansfield we had it last a week and a half ago and sure enough i don't know if there's any correlation but the fact that plainville and north attleboro border mansfield uh which had we had three days straight where we couldn't. We had to boil the water. Uh, if there's any correlation, mm-hmm. think about mm. it. I don't know. Just wondering. Right. Good mm. point, my friend. Good point. So, are you up in North Attleboro again today? Yes, yes, yes. I'll be driving all around the area and uh, avoiding. Uh, well, at least on a Saturday, we avoid. There's not as much construction going on. Mm. Is, it, is it me, Elaine, or the last several years, a lot of tree work going on, which is a good thing generally because usually they're taking the trees away from power lines. Right. But everywhere you go, tree work ahead and there's someone guiding you around the, the thing or a crane it's a you know tall cranes taking trees down and stuff so you don't see that as much on weekends so really i think today is the sunnier day of the weekend tomorrow will be a little bit warmer than today okay sounds great and i look forward to chatting with you next week sounds good and hopefully by that time we'll have of maybe some beneficial rains from Ian. We'll see. But, uh, uh, stay tuned for our our friends our friends of the South. Uh, not so nice. I'll talk to you next week. All right. Sounds good, Jim. Thank okay. you so much. All right. There goes okay. Jim Bye-bye. Corbin. Yep. And he's going to be out and about himself this morning. And we're going to take a fast break, and then we'll be right back. And then I have a lot of out and abouts. Oh, there's Empty Bowl uh, fundraising event coming up. And we also wanted to remind you about the 10-mile river cleanup. So uh, stick around. We still have a lot more on Out and About with Elaine. This is Elaine LaRoche, and I'll be right back after these messages. Well, I hope you're going to have some fun today at the Attleboro Farmer's Market. It starts at 9 a.m. to 1 o'clock at O'Connell Field. And if you're in the mood, we could really use your help at the 16th Annual 10-Mile River Cleanup today. And it's going to be held from 8 o'clock to 11 o'clock. Yes, rain or shine, but as you can see, it's blue skies. Woohoo! It's going to be a great day today. So come on down to the Riverbank Road. That's the community gardens. You know where that is. It's like way in back. You know where it is. You're an Attleboro person. Of course you know where it is. But this, they're asking for families and children or 
also welcome too to collect trash along the riverbank. They do this every single year. It's very successful. So uh, if you have some time, you know, come on down and do that. I have um, a lot of out and abouts, and then I know that Sabrina's going to call in at 7:45 to give us an update. A couple of things I wanted to talk to you about. <clears throat> My daughter and I went out to dinner the other night, and there was a gentleman that was sitting not next to us, but the table at, uh, right after that. And he was on his he wasn't on his cell phone, but he was watching something, just watching something. And it was so loud. I said to the waitress, "What the heck?" You know, I mean, I get it. People want to get on the phone and talk in a restaurant or on the train. But when you're going out to dinner and you really want to have a nice time, it was just so ridiculously rude, in my opinion. I just, I just shook my head. I thought, what is so darn important? And it was like a, like a television show or some stupid thing. It wasn't a news thing or anything. It was like, you know, I go out to dinner sometimes by myself too, but I thoroughly enjoy the company of others. You know what I mean? Like soak in the atmosphere soak in people watching, you know what I mean? Like talking to the bartender and stuff like that. But I mean, I've never really would ever think about putting on a TV show loud enough so everybody else could hear it, you know? And by the way, if you're on a train, you know, remember that everybody around you can hear your conversation. You know what I'm saying? So don't be telling me about your boyfriend did this and that or whatever. And I don't want to hear you fighting with your wife on the phone. I mean, seriously, folks, you, you just you know, get a reality check and put the darn phone down. You know what I mean? I mean, geez, Louise, seriously. I have to, I have to like shake my head at this one. Crazy Axes in Foxborough is a new bar. It's a new recreational thing where they axe throw club at Patriot Place, right? And members of the uh, Board of Selectmen in Foxborough granted Crazy Axe permission to Oh my God, this is just getting worse and worse. They gave him permission to replace a conventional service bar with a self-pouring beer and wine station. I'll let you think about that for a minute. Beer and wine, all you want, you go up to this pouring spout and you can have all the beer, all the wine, and pick up an axe, sure, and throw it down a lane. I just think that uh, they better be having paramedics on site paying extra duty because, man, that is ridiculous. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Oh, all right. I digress. Anyway, it's just really ridiculous. Oh, oh boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Anyway, um, I wanted to tell you a little bit about the empty bowl in Attleboro. Uh, fight hunger locally. Join us. Pick up a bowl and uh, raise money and awareness of supporting fighting hunger in the Attleboro area one bowl at a time. Uh, this is really great. It happens at the Newell Shelter at Capron Park from 11 to 2. Uh, please donate $25, and uh, they will give you a bowl, and um, they do this every single year, and it's well worth it. Also, a reminder that the Attleboro School officials be hoping, will be holding an open house today uh, from 10 a.m., to 2 p.m. Oh, this one here is really great. Friends of the Attleboro Animal Shelter 18th Annual Harvest Fest is today. Yeah, from 10 a.m. to 3 at 27 Pond Street in Attleboro. They're going to have a ton of people, tons of crafts, music, raffles, pumpkins, face uh, pumpkin painting, 
face painting and games. It's going to be food and beverages. And all they're asking is just a $5 donation per car. And it's a family fun event that you should definitely check it out. Um, and I think Tom Rafferty left me these things. So thank you, Tom. There's going to be an area... I'm sorry, Attleboro Area Council for Children fundraising event honoring Elizabeth Pori, a Lifetime Achievement Champion for Children Award this this evening from 6 to 11 p.m. And uh, it's going to be held in Mansfield. It's a live and silent auction, dinner and cash bar, and music. $75 per person. You can contact the Attleboro Area Council for Children. But I don't know um, if it's too late or not to do that. Um Winslow Farm, this this is just, Winslow Farm Animal Sanctuary on Eddy Street in Norton. It's a nonprofit established to rescue abused and abandoned animals, and they need volunteers. They really need your help. And if you can give them some hours, you know, working with the animals and everything, they're asking folks to, um, you know, please call Deb White at 508-285-6451. She does such a great job, honestly, God. I mean, unbelievable. And also my good friends at the South Attleboro Village Lions, along with other Lions, is holding a fundraising event today from 9 to 2 p.m. in uh, Sagamore section of Bourne. The event will include food, uh, face painting, cornhole, raffles, touch a truck, canine, comfort food, et cetera, et cetera. You know what that is. You know what that is. Okay. Um, and this is really interesting. Uh, the Friends of the North Attleboro Senior Center is sponsoring a yard sale and raffle today from 9 to 1 at the North Attleboro Middle School parking lot at Landry Ave. Whoa, this might be something very good. Um, yeah, there's going to be tons of vendors and um, they're looking forward to um, having you come up and stop up. And uh, this is all good. So if you have a chance to do that, you should definitely um, stop up there and help a good cause, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, next week, Mansfield's Fall Arts and Crafts Show will be uh, at the town's Park and Recreation. And that's going to be from 9 to 3 p.m. at the South Common Park Road. That's right there in the center there. And uh, you kind of know where that is. Just just saying. All these wonderful events, huh? Isn't this great? Uh, Capron Park Night at the Zoo fundraising is going to be held next Saturday, which is, da-da-da, it's going to be in October. October 1st. I know, right? October 1st is next week. Is next week. Oh, my God. This is just really amazing. So, uh Oh, boy, oh, boy. But anyway, uh, they are having a, a great fundraiser. It's an over-21 event, and it starts at 6.30 p.m. They're going to have live music, silent auction, raffles, games, uh, food trucks, and a cash bar. Yep. So tickets are $25, and you can go on Eventbrite to buy them. Again, it's 6.30 to 10. So, uh, yeah, this is really going to be amazing. Uh, short film festival coming to Bristol Community College. Uh, this is really interesting, and that's going to be next weekend. Uh, the Manhattan Short Film Festival is coming to Bristol Community College next Friday and Saturday and uh, at 6 p.m. And you can see all these films and everything. They're short films. Remember, they're short films, so, uh, whew, unreal. And uh, 
Let's see what else is happening here. Doreen Collins and Charlie Hall are at it again. Oh, my God. Oh, they are too funny. They're going to be at, oh, Chapel Grill on October 11th. And the George on Washington Street in Providence on October 18th. The Safe House in East Greenwich at 1 p.m. They always do a great job. I swear I, I am. I am going to uh, go there. Woo! I got to check it out. I got to check it out and see what's what, right? Mm-hmm. Wanted to let you know that the Greater Attleboro Area Council for Children is also holding a donation drive this fall. Clothes and other goods collected will be donated to savers to raise money for the organization. Um, and anyway, basically what it is is the council will be accepting donations of clothing, shoes, bedding, towels, and a, um, hard goods such as small, small items such as books. And, um, okay, you can drop it off at the former Brennan School at 135 County Street, 9 to 11 on Saturday, October 1st. Um, and there's other opportunities, too, to make donations in that. So you can call 508-641-2777. So, um, yeah, uh, so instead of just doing a drop-off, you know, like I was doing all these, I had eight bags of clothes that I dropped off to Savers. I didn't know that this was happening or else I would have done it. So, um, but if I have more, I definitely will um, let you know. Um, today is Bowl for Kids' Sake, and that's from 11 a.m. at Lang's Bowlerama in Cranston, Rhode Island. The Big Brothers and Big Sisters will hold their annual Bowl for Kids' Sake on today from 11 to 2. Yes, I just said that, Lang's Bowling in Cranston. So that's really great. You know, you can come as a team, as a family, do whatever. And, uh, and this is a great organization. It really, really is. Um, and they are. They're just really phenomenal. You know, as we say that our own farmer's market is from 9 to 1 on Saturdays, North Attleboro Farmer's Market is on Wednesdays from, it starts at 5 o'clock. And they are uh, from 5 to 8 at the Veterans Park in front of Town Hall. And, um, and it's great, too. You know, I mean, they've been going strong all summer long and fall long because both markets will end in October, unfortunately. Then we go through uh, farmer's market withdrawal. <laughs> Oh, boy, oh, boy. I don't know, man. But, um, yeah, if you get a chance to uh, check out either one, I think it's really important to do that. I think that, um, yeah, because as we get into fall, you know, there's going to be a lot of um, holiday uh, holiday fairs, craft fairs, and all kinds of wonderful things, and that's going to start in October. And um, (laughs) – I can't believe it that I'm saying this, but man, it's, it is, it's going to be really something. I mean, even starting next, next Saturday with Mansfield having their craft, uh, thing, the following week is St. John's and then, um, Central Congregation Church will send me some information about what they're doing too. So, um, yeah, it's just going to be really something else. So yeah, we've had a lot of things in the news lately, the water band and everything and, um, Oh, just really something else. But if you get a chance, I wanted to, I do have a few minutes and I, I want to read this again because it really is important. Um, the 10 Mile River cleanup. Um, if you get a chance to do this, it's really great. It's right down the street from us. You know, it's like right behind the courthouse and the literacy center, that little road. Just go all the way down Haywood Street and it's right there on the left hand side. 
And uh, if you have gloves, that'd be great. They'll have trash bags, but they'll also give you some refreshments as well. Again, that starts from 8 to 11. Um, and it says rain or shine, but seriously, it's not going to rain today. So it might rain later in the week, but oh boy, right now it's going to be really sunny. I can't believe it. Like I was, I was looking over everything, you know, what's happening with the weather. And um, I mean, like today's high is only 67 and the high for the week up to Wednesday is only going to be like 70. And it's like, bar, it's so cold out. I, I can't believe it. So anyway, I'm just going to uh, read these two things. I'm taking a quick break. And on the flip side, uh, Sabrina from the Attleboro Farmers Market should be calling in and she'll tell us what's going on. All right. So anyway, the empty bowls, fight hunger, pick up a bowl for $25. That is going to be at the Newell Shelter at Capron Park from 11 to 2. And also, don't forget the Atterboro uh, High School has an open house today from 10 to 2. So I'm Elaine the Roach. Our number here is 508-222-1320. I'm going to take a quick break. And on the flip side, we have a lot more to talk about. And then in the 8 o'clock hour, don't forget my special guest is going to be in studio, Women in Government. So we're really excited to have um, Catherine, Catherine, sorry, D. Simone and uh, Laura so they're going to be coming in and we're going to be talking about, you know, how, how, how difficult it is, you know, to get into government. More and more women are getting into government and I want to know what their perspective is and, and what's happening in the city of Attleboro. So we still have a lot more on Out and About with Elaine. I'm taking a quick break and I'll be right back after these messages. Good morning, everyone. You're listening to Out and About with Elaine. Our phone number here is 508-222-1320. And on the phone, we have Sabrina from the Attleboro Farmers Market. So girl, What's happening today? I can't imagine it couldn't get any better than last week when I was walking around there. Oh, it was a full week last week, but um, today we have so much going on. So it's going to be another great day at the market. And it's chilly right now. It's I. It's really cold for me, but it's going to warm up. So it's going to be really nice weather. And um, yeah, there's tons of stuff. Let me tell you. Um, Mainly, we have Hebron Food Pantry coming today to fill the truck, and they're doing their yearly fundraiser um, at the market where they sell mums. So uh, come and support the the food pantry and bring some non-perishables for them. They're always looking for toiletries. That's one of the um, the biggest uh, need right, that they have right now. So uh, any non-perishables that you have for food and and toiletries. Bring them down, help fill the truck, and then fill your your own pantry with all the goodies from the market. Wow, that sounds great! Um, Do you know how much the mums are today? I, you know what, I don't, and I okay. apologize no, for not okay. having that information ahead of time. But I do, I did get a picture of it yesterday, and the truck is full of them, so there's <laughs> plenty to go around. Okay. Um, and we also have free fitness classes today at the market all morning long. There's a schedule on on the website. Um, and on Facebook, three different uh, companies are doing fit free fitness classes. They're a half an hour. Uh, so we're going to have a bar class. We're going to have like outdoor um, workout uh, sessions. Um, we're going to have yoga going on from 830 to 930. Then we have another yoga class later on. Um, we have Stay Fit here doing fitness classes. And then we also have Fit for Mom, which is a really, really great um, concept of 
just uh, getting active with your little ones who are still in strollers, um, getting them involved. So she plays really fun music and she has activities for the kids. And um, so we're really excited to have her here too. Um, That is Fit for Mom and then Stay Fit is doing classes and also the bar and yoga experience, which she has two locations in our area, one in Plainville and one in Smithfield, Rhode Island. So we're excited that she's going to be here offering classes too. So bring your yoga mat when you come to the market today. That sounds like fun. uh, Yeah. And join in. (laughs) (laughs) We also are going to have bouncy houses for the kids. So when you're here at the market and you've got your kids with you, let them bounce before you go home. So they're all worn out and they, they have a good uh, afternoon nap and you know, they, they get all their energy out, but I, I'm just excited that the kids are going to have at the market today. So, mm-hmm. and then we have our, our vendors, our farms are still going strong. They have all their root vegetables. They're starting to, to come to the market. We've been seeing some acorn squash and butternut squash and, but I still see zucchinis too. Ooh, that's nice. Butternut squash already. That's awesome. Whoops. I think we, uh, yeah, I think we lost, uh, we lost, that's okay. We'll have her call back. Yeah, there was a disconnect. She'll call back. And uh, if you can, yeah, if you can call back, Sabrina, that'd be great. Um, Unfortunately, we lost connection. Hey. We have a saying here on Out and About the Lane when it's live radio, anything can happen. And a lot of times it does. Oh, there she comes in. Okay, Mike is going to put her through and we'll get her back on to find out what's going on here, the radio station here. So, um, yeah, um, it's interesting that the phone sometimes doesn't work here as well as it should. So it's all good, though. We got to run again. Hey, how are you? I am so sorry. No, that's okay. Uh so we got the, the Hebron Pantry, uh, food and um, personal care, and by mums, right, to support everything. And then you were yeah. describing some of the food from the uh, local farmers. And uh, we were talking about acorn squash. And, oh, my God, this is great. I, well, I'll be there anyway. I mean, I'm on, I'm on uh, <laughs> rotation. After the show, I zoom down there. I can find great parking. I do my circle, <laughs> and I get out by 930. It's perfect. Well, I want to warn you, too, um, the parking today is going to be a little crazy because unlike usual, we have an event going on in Capron Park and the open house for the high school is Mm. all going on today as well. That's right. So much activity, which I think is great because I think that between the three events, you're going to park in one spot and you're going to be able to hit everything and it's just going to be a great day. There's so many things to go and get. uh, you know, get done. So I'm, I'm actually, I'm thrilled that all these extra activities are going on um, because I just love to see our community together. And I just love to see all, all every, everybody stopping by and seeing each other. So it's one of my favorite parts about uh, running the market. It's just, I love, I love when people get together. So <laughs> this is a, this is a great day. Cause I think that, um, but I do want to warn everybody for parking. Once you find a spot, you're probably going to be stuck in it for a little while. <laughs> Oh, okay. All right. Well, a lot of these places don't open. Uh, the fundraising and everything, I think it starts let at me 11. See here. Yeah, it starts at, at 11. 11. Right. And the uh, high school open house starts at 10. So I might yeah. luck out. I might luck out. I don't know. You, but uh, You will get here at a good time. Yep. Right. And who's at uh, Community Row today? 
Who do you have? So I have Adverro Field Hockey, which again bring hockey sticks and donate, and then they have a little thing set up where you can like kind of practice mm-hmm. uh, the kit for the kids. They can practice um, using a hockey stick and stuff. They have a great setup. Um, very cute um, when the little kids come over and, and do that. Mm-hmm. I have um, the Child ID, which is also a free service that you can. Um, uh, sign up, visit his booth. He'll give you all the information, but it's basically like getting all your stats on your kids so that if, um, God forbid, anything ever happened, um, you really can help the authorities find your child. So that's mm-hmm. a great service that he's offering. He'll be here at the market today. The Department of Children and Families will be here. And um, I think that's it. It's actually a very small um, community row this week. Of course, the Hebrew Food Pantry is right. That's big. That's huge. Yeah. (laughs) So right. Thankful that they're going to be here. And Uh I do have a new a new vendor. We have Jack's Seafood, which we were they were recommended to our farmers market. We were recommended to them, and um, they're going to start today for the um, for a few weeks um, here at the market. So they'll be selling seafood today. Um, and a lot of people have been asking for a seafood vendor at mm-hmm. the market. So right. we're pretty excited that she's going to be here. Um, our food trucks, we have um, Yai's Kitchen, which is out of uh, Norton. They have actually a restaurant there, and they also have a food truck, and they will be here at our market today. Um, the Burgundian will not be here, so if you're looking for waffles, you can see them in Attleboro on Park Street, of course. Mm-hmm. And the farmer's daughter will be here, uh, which they also have a restaurant in uh, Sudbury and Easton. They have fabulous, fabulous farm-to-table food. It's so great. Um, their restaurant's amazing, and they are here at the market with a full menu of stuff um, serving hot food. So mm-hmm. definitely, if you're hungry, stop by the farmer's daughter. Yes, I actually went there. My son took me out to breakfast about... Probably two months ago, I think it was. The weather was great. We sat outside, and uh, they actually, is it Langford Farms that are there? Langwater. Langwater. Yep. Langwater Farms is near there because that's what they do. They go there. They pick up all their, all their supplies, all their herbs, all their eggs, everything. It was like unbelievable, so amazing. It was just so delicious. So I'm glad that they're there. I don't know if I'll have time to stop for breakfast there because I've got to. <laughs> I'm still unpacking my uh, my apartment, but uh, but I certainly will uh, stop by and uh, and see all of you um, later because I always do. I never see you because you're so busy. And I zoom by and uh, I get in and I get out. I'm on a mission. A woman with a mission. <laughs> That's a- that is sometimes the best way to do this market because if you stick around, I, I, you could be here all morning until, until we close. So, you know, get in, get what you need, and get home. But today, if you're here and you have the time, definitely get the kids in the bounce houses. Try out a free uh, yoga class or a free fitness class and talk to all the vendors. Um, we're here until 1. That's great. And I keep promoting, so and I will continue to keep promoting and because uh, it's such a great market. I mean, in Attleboro, imagine that we have our own farmer's market, and so many farmers come to this, and, and 
Like I always tell everybody, buy fresh, buy local, because my God, these farmers are getting up so super early and picking all these fresh vegetables today or last night. I mean, you can't get it any fresher, you know, and it's so good. Everything is so good. So thank you for the heads up. And I have to run, but I definitely will uh, check out the market as always. And I'll be promoting it in the eight o'clock hour as well. Awesome. Well, thank you again so much for your support, and um, hopefully we'll see you soon. Maybe we'll run into each other today. I hope so, too. All right. You take care, care. and uh, I will see you. uh, Well, I'll be down there a little after 9. Thank you so much, and I'll talk to you next week. Thank you. Thank you. All right. There goes Sabrina, the Yadabro Farmer's Market. We're going to take a quick break. And on the flip side, I have lottery and weather. And then my special guests are coming in. You don't want to miss that. And um, I have Catherine, I'm sorry, Catherine D. Simone and Laura Dol- uh, Dolan from our city councilors. So uh, we have so much more to talk about. And women in government is my name, my main theme for the eight o'clock hour. So stick around. We still have a lot more. I will be untongue tied when we return. <laughs> Take care. I'll be right back after these messages. Good morning, everyone. You're listening to Out and About with Elaine. This is our second hour here. Our number here is 508-222-1320. I just wanted to remind you that I have um, Catherine D. Simone and uh, Laura Dolan, who are city councilors here for the city of Attleboro, as my guest at 8.15. But for right now, I'm going to give you lottery numbers, and I want to wish you all a very good luck. God, we need this. We need to win money, right? We need to win the damn lottery. So when National Grid raises our rate 64%, jeez, that's the only way we're going to be able to pay for it, right? Well, anyway, Mass Daily number is 76 Five six, and I was looking at this this morning. Imagine if you had five six seven, you would have won the Mass Daily number. All right, but the number is seven six five six. Rhode Island Daily number is three two nine three. Mass Cash one three four eight nine. Mega Millions five fifteen. No, sorry. <laughs> Let me read this again. Mega Millions is 550, 53, 58, 64. The plier is four and the ball is 22. Again, Mega Millions, 550, 53, 58, 64. The plier is four and the mega ball is 22. Lucky for life. Man, if you win this, you will be lucky for life. 10, 14, 17, 42, 43. And their lucky ball is 11. All right, just as a reminder, our sunset time today is 6.38 p.m. Imagine that. Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. Crazy time. All right, today it's going to feel really like fall. The high is only going to be like 68, low 47 tonight. Oh, boy, oh, boy. Sunday, we may have rain moving in later in the afternoon. The high is only 70. Low 59, and rain will continue through the night. Monday, sunny skies ahead to start your work week. High only 70, so I guess we have to get out our fall jackets. So it's only going to be 70 on Monday. Low 55 at night. Tuesday, sunny fall-like weather. It's going to be a beautiful sunny day. High 70, low 51. Wednesday, partly sunny day, but very cool. High only 64, (laughs) I know, and the low is 48. 
Yeah, time to get those uh, quilts and electric blankets on, I guess. I am not sure. Oh, boy, oh, boy. Cold, cold, cold. I did want to re-mention, uh, mention again that today is the open house at the Attleboro High School. It's starting at 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. And uh, parking, like Sabrina said, it's going to be a little bit challenging only because, you know, there's so much going on. It's the... Farmer's Market starts from 9 to 1 at O'Connell Field, but we all go down there and we park in the Attleboro parking lot. Yes, we do. I know. But get there early, okay? So then this way you'll be able to um, find a parking spot at the Attleboro Farmer's Market. So you can go to the Attleboro Farmer's Market, then walk right next door to the Attleboro High School for a tour, then come back down to Capron Park and uh, because they have the Empty Bowl fundraising event to fight hunger. And for $25, pick up a bowl, and um, it's going to be at 11 to 2 at the Newell Shelter at Capron Park. So, yeah. And don't forget, uh, our good friend uh, Jay Delisio is, um, is sponsor. He's the city council president, <clears throat> and they're holding their 16th annual 10-mile river cleanup, and they'll be held from 8 to 11 today. And uh, that's at the community gardens down the street there. And if you want to have a great time and honor a special lady, oh, my God, I've known Betty Poria since 1994. Uh, actually, Kevin was my son Keith's basketball coach, so it's even before that. But uh, honest to God, this is so great. The Attleboro Area Council for Children is having a fundraising event honoring uh, former Representative Elizabeth Poria for a Lifetime Achievement Award. This is really great. It's from 6 to 11 p.m. at the Envision Hotel and Conference Center in Mansfield. Live and silent auction, dinner and cash bar, and music. The tickets are $75, and you can call, um, you can contact the um, Attleboro Area Council for Children. And I think that that is just really amazing. Um, I really do. So, yeah, uh, I hope that you're doing well. You know, today is, is a sunny day, but it's going to be very, very cool out. And uh, we are expecting some rain, as Jim Corbin had said earlier. So, um, yeah, I mean, you know what this is? It's like a transitional month, isn't it? I mean, from summer to fall, and uh, we had those temperatures up in the 190s, and we're not going to see that again until 2023, which is kind of good. Uh, Jim always asks me what's my favorite time of year, and I have to say that this is this is probably one of the best times from fall, you know, like this season where it's pretty cool, but it's really, really nice outside too, you know, like the leaves are going to change colors soon, um, pumpkin spice coffee is here, you know, <laughs> and Dunkin' Donuts and everywhere in between, but, um, you know, tis the season, you know. I know that, you know, you can go into stores now and you can see Christmas wrapping and everything. And I just shake my head and I just go buy these bins. I just close my eyes because it's like, you know, slow your roll, Santa. You know, I want to make sure that, you know, we enjoy the season, you know, like Halloween is here. And, you know, let's concentrate on the kids and dentist and candy and stuff before we go into Christmas and that. But the best thing I, I think is like when we go into like, um, we go into the fall, all these wonderful holiday fairs and the festivals that are happening. Uh, the, the animal shelter today is a good example. You know, they have a lot of crafters there and um, you can pick up some really amazing things. I mean, people make these things, 
you know, they're so creative and you can pick up all kinds of different things for Christmas presents and that. I mean, I start early. I do. But I mean, it's just really in my DNA, I guess, to be prepared and, you know, plan ahead type of thing. But uh, seriously, um, it helps the people that make these special gifts. I've, uh, as I'm going through all my unpacking, um, I've come across so many different decorations and things like that, that one, my mother made when she was part of a guild, a church guild at St. James in West Warwick, you know, and, but other throughout the years, you know, like picking up unique different things. And, uh, and I always collect those White House, um, ornaments, except for last year, I think it was, um, when they raised the price. <laughs> to almost $30, and it's like, you know, 20-something dollars for a Christmas ornament is too much. But, I mean, like, different unique things. Uh, when Nathan and I went down to, um, we, we took our trip to Virginia, and we went to Yorktown and Jamestown and Richmond and all those places in that. Um, <clears throat> I stopped at, when we stopped at the American Revolution, um, we stopped at the American Revolution Museum, their gift store had a unique uh, Christmas item. And I actually picked one up for him and me because I thought, you know what? I always had gone to like these fairs and picked up different things, but I never really stopped to think about maybe the places that I visited to pick up an ornament of that town or city. And so um, I did that. And our city of Attleboro, I don't know if they still do it, but they, they used to have uh, Christmas ornaments. And, uh, and it's great because it supports the city's funds, and I think it's really cool to do that. But, um, yeah, if you get a chance to get out and about today, when you go through the market, when you go through all these other fairs, uh, and there's a ton of them in October and November, as you know, and uh, they're starting to come out more and more. Matter of fact, there was something going on about a huge yard sale at the um, the uh, Central Congregation Church. I've got to reach out to my girl over there and find out what's going on, Kathy. And if you're listening, Kathy, send me that flyer so I can mention it again. She's really, really good about sending me the things that are coming up uh, over there. And they have a huge holiday fair. Uh, I mean, one of the best ones I've ever been to. Uh, seriously, it's like unbelievable. Um, so yeah, and, and just as a reminder before I go on break and bring on my special guest, um, uh, Laura's here and Catherine's here too, um, I wanted to remind you that if you have any, any food items, personal care items, and you're going to the farmer's market, can you bring them to the Attleboro Farmer's Market today? Um, the Hebron Food Pantry is going to be there, and they are selling the mums. Um, matter of fact, I'm going to stop at the ATM before I go there so I can buy one or two. And, uh, but they also need food items and personal care items. Okay. So if you can do that, that'd be awesome. And, um, and that will help out our neighbors in need. And just remember, as it gets colder, we're going to need more coats and sweaters and jackets and things like that too. But, um, but I will definitely keep you posted. That's for sure. I got to take a quick break before I bring on these wonderful, extraordinary women, our city council women, and we're going to be talking about women in government. So I hope that you can participate with us and call in with questions at 508-222-1320. I'm Elaine LaRoche. We're going to take a quick break and I'm going to bring in these super wonder women of the city of Attleboro when we return. Good morning, everyone. You're listening to Out and About with Elaine. And as I mentioned, the Central Congregation Church, guess who called in? Good morning. How are you today? 
this is Sandy, not Kathy. Oh, Sandy, I, hi. Hi. Um, listen, we're having, it's a yard and craft sale, Saturday, October 1st, 2022. Yeah. Uh, we had one last year, and then we had to cancel the spring one, but we're going to be out and about that Saturday, October 1st, 8 to 2, rain or shine, and uh, the phone number is 508-699-7700, and we're looking for, you know, people to rent spaces, and, uh, you know, you can call Kathy, and she maybe can email out an application, but uh, we have to have payment for that by September 27th, so that gives them a little wiggle room. Sure, sure. Okay, and the, well, uh, and yeah. The other, and the other thing, um, it's um, $30 for a street view, 25 if you want to be, you know, on the lawn. And uh, they can rent tables if, uh, you know, as long as we can, um, you know, it's first come, first serve. Sure. But I'm on my way out the door pretty soon because I'm also going to be helping out at the Friends of the North Attleboro Senior Center Yard Sale which is this morning, 9 to 1, oh, at the North Attleboro, yes. North Attleboro Middle School parking lot right. at 564 Landry in North Attleboro. I try and get these things out to you, you know, and I tell people, contact the garden lady or the, and the, mm-hmm. the you know, the GM, not the garden lady. I'm, anyways. That's so okay. Anyways, all uh, right. I'm sorry. I just, I listen to your show all the time. Oh, but, thanks. You know. Thank well, you, you, Sandy. Know. I do appreciate you doing that. And I know Kathy's really great about sending me the flyers, oh, yeah. but yeah. I didn't see this one here, but I just went by because um, they live in North Attleboro now, and I went by, and I mm-hmm. thought I saw something about October 1st. So right, thank you for right. calling in. I've got a, uh, my two guests yeah. are here. Oh, no, no. I and, didn't uh, mean to interrupt you. Oh, no, you I didn't. Running, no, you did not. Too. But just tell her to send me the, um, the flyer, and I'll make sure that I publicize it, as always, uh, with everything that you do. Um, She's really great about it. And, Sandy, thank you so much, and you have a great week. And I hope a lot of people go to the Attleboro Pet Show that's down, you know, for the cats. Oh, you mean the, uh, yes, the Harvest Craft Fair uh, fair today. Oh, my God, I was there last year. It was unbelievable. Yes, yep, and $5 for a donation for a carload of of folks to help the shelter. Yeah, they do a phenomenal job. You have a wonderful day. Be safe out there. I hope to look at. Uh, I hope to see you soon. Maybe I'll okay. stop by next Saturday because I okay. always try to go to your yard I'll and be craft fair. Be because at the table up against the building. Oh, okay. okay. All right, and I'll publicize it next week. Okay. All right. Thank you so much. You're very Bye. welcome. You take good care. Bye. Okay. Switching gears now, we're talking about women in government because I think it's really interesting to note that the times have changed finally, where more women are in government, both locally and nationally. And um, I'm really happy that I have two extraordinary ladies here in studio. They're city councilors, Laura Doylan and um, Catherine DeSimone. Kathleen. Kathleen DeSimone. Kathleen. <laughs> yeah. Why do I say Kathleen? I don't know. I've been called worse. Dave called me Christine a couple of weeks ago, but just for the record, it's Kathleen. Sorry. <laughs> All right, Kathleen. Sorry about that. Anyway, uh, ladies, um, I have a question for you is why would you run for city councilor? So, yeah. I'll defer Kathleen, to Laura. do you, oh, Laura, Laura's do you want to go first? Laura's been doing it longer than I have. So. Oh, really? Okay, yeah. Laura. Just, All right. Just, All right. Just one extra term. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I had ran for a school committee, and I was not successful at that venture. Um, I grew up here, so I've always been involved. I've always went to the city council meetings, and 
spoke about different things that I cared about. Um, so there was a vacant seat for my ward, and I ran for it. Now, what ward do you represent, please? Ward 5. Which covers? It's kind of an uh, near Briggs Corner oh, area, yeah. Park Street, Oak Hill Ave, and then some of the city center, some of the east side. Wow. So, yeah, it, it, you know, the, the wards are broken up strangely. Mm-hmm. But um, so I decided to run. Um, I did have an opponent, and I was successful, and I went in early. So normally you go in January of the following year. So I ran in 2017. Normally you would go in January of 2018, but I had to go in right away because the seat was vacated. Oh, right. Uh, it was right. Jeremy Denley who had resigned. Right. Yeah. Now, uh, now I know who you are. You're right. So, uh, you know, basically wanted a seat at the table. That's great. You know? Yeah. So that, that's why I ran. And All right. I'm still here. My dear? Yes. So um, I'm in my second term. Um, I ran largely. I had been thinking about it for a while, but the thing that put me over the edge and made me finally decide to do it was the 2016 election. Um, and I couldn't just sit back anymore and, and complain and worry, and I decided to jump in the fray. Mm-hmm. And I'm very glad that I did. Really glad. What district do you represent? I'm at large, so citywide. Citywide? Yep. Wow. Yep. Wow. Yeah, so the, the council has, uh, what, six at large? No, five, five at large. Five ward. Six wards, five at Thank large. Thank you, Laura. Yes, <laughs> it's early yet. Wow. Yes. Wow. Um, have you run into any barriers as you were running for uh, council, city councilor? positions did you have any oppositions as far as like people saying well you know you're running against somebody and because you're female I want to probably don't no. have enough I haven't not not that uh blatant. Not to your face yeah <laughs> to your face well, yeah, you yeah. know you campaign yeah. you go door to door nobody has ever said that to yeah. me you, right you know no no one has ever you know yeah mm-hmm. I mean there, there might be a couple women here and there older women that are like go girl yeah you know yeah like, of course yeah so yeah. you get a couple you know when you I would go think you'd be very inspiring and showing even young world girls in po- uh, you know showing what politics are yeah. on a local level inspiring girls yeah. to get into politics and that yeah. they should have a course politics and women you know that to empower them uh, to even seek serving yeah. you know like I know like the kids when they graduate from high school, they have mm-hmm. like 100 hours of volunteer work and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Wouldn't it be great to work yes. with, side by side with yeah. one of you um, to learn about politics and how city government is run? That's possible. And the state has a big civics push on for that very reason, to increase kids' engagement in the community and in politics. So there's really? civics programs at the high school that I've spoken to. They've come to City Hall. But just on the, um, you know, the issue of gender, you should know that Councilor Dolan, in your first term, moved to have the city charter which was all in the masculine chairman he blah 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 man councilman uh that council dolan in her first term uh passed um, an ordinance or what's called a special act etc to Mm -hmm. have the charter made gender neutral and that happened what just last year right laura yeah it took about um once i submitted it to the state it took you know almost three years to get through i mean you know that was i don't know i mean it was partially due to covid yeah. i would assume oh um so it just basically updated our charter regarding council and um the mayor's office so not everything says him he yeah. you know assuming that the mayor's male 
um, assuming that it's a council man versus just a con. So it just changed it to counselor, yeah. right? Um, or right. committee person, or his, her, what you know, whatever. Right. So because every time I would pull papers or do any paperwork, it said councilman Dolan, councilman. So I was like, you know, that's annoying. Yeah, so, it, it is annoying. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you know, sometimes it's the little things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, and I think that um, our culture now is changing and opening up to so many, the pronouns. I mean, my granddaughter goes to high school, and I got an education over the summer about mm -hmm. him, her, she, uh, the pronouns. Yes. Right. Yep. And, right. Uh, you know, uh, transgender, and because she, she has friends that are transgender and right. uh, lesbian. And I said, wait a minute, you're 14, yeah. and, oh, yeah. and she's yeah. throwing this at me. And I said, you're so... I said, enlighten me, would yeah. you please? Like, what are the proper pronouns, you know? And, uh, but yeah, very in tune. So I think that that's great. Her generation will grow up to be so accepting of everybody, and that's the way it should be, right. always, you know? Yeah, but I agree. finally, you know? Seems yeah. that way. So, yeah. just, just the language is more inclusive, you know? Yeah, right. And so you don't have to be a man or right. a woman right. for that matter. It doesn't um, matter. However so. you identify is right. what you do. Yeah, exactly. absolutely. Yeah, that's great. Wow. I'm so happy. This is just really mm -hmm. great. But has there um, been any resistance to the, the things that you want to accomplish in the city? How has the, the city council worked? I know sometimes you work really well together and other times. I mean, obviously, because you have a, a big, huge mix of people uh, from different backgrounds and different experiences in that. Um, what are some of the things that you're trying to accomplish here in the city right now? Like, what's the big things? Well, uh, there's a couple of big issues that happened recently with the development downtown, which... Yeah, um, I have know, this Briggs project here. Yes, yeah. um, so Mayor Dumas... Can we Dumas, talk about that? Or? Right, so Mayor yeah. Dumas started, set some of the stuff in motion, it's at the foundation, and Mayor Haro has certainly done a great job of moving the ball downfield, particularly with the hire of Catherine Farrick. Um, and to some degree, we're very much, I, I think I can speak for the whole council, like we're all invested in getting more people and businesses downtown. I don't think there's any disagreement about the objective. Sometimes there's disagreement about the means and the process, in particular that project. Yeah, uh, nine to two. And yeah. Richard and Sarah, I was I was surprised that they were. Yeah, well, because the developer is getting essentially a tax break, and Laura may be able to speak that even more than I, but um, it, it's kind of a philosophical issue, right? Some people, and, and in different circumstances at a different time, I would have felt the same way. No, right. no, no, they're making a lot of money. Why do we have to help them at all? However, what I'm trying to do on the council is look at everything um, individually, you know, not as a big picture. So what is it about this project that they should get this break at this moment in time? Mm -hmm. Again, because at a different point, I would have been no, hell no. Right. But in the history of that building, it's been vacant for, what would you say, 40 years? Um, so it's been vacant a long time. We finally got someone to buy it. The pandemic hit. Issues came for, uh, for the business, for logistics and supply chains. They ran into a problem. They asked to renegotiate the agreement that they entered into with the city about the, the nature and extent of the tax breaks they were getting. Mm -hmm. And I want to point for the record that that renegotiated agreement was approved by a group of experts, what include, which includes our economic development director, the assessor, I forget who else treasurer. is the treasurer, <laughs> but people who are much more number-minded than some Dead of us. Old. And I'm very much a believer in going with your experts. Yes. Um, so if they okayed it, and I considered it in context, okay, it's not ideal, but this is where we are, and so I supported it. 
Um, but I appreciate the opposition. And as I said, at a different point in time, I might have been on the other side. But I think it's the right move for right now in that spot. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's, it's, not, it's not ideal. But, you know, if you think about it, and the developers, they're not huge developers. They're not mm -hmm. huge, deep-pocket developers. I'm not saying that they don't have money. Um, but, I mean, Walmarts get subsidies. Mm -hmm. Walmarts, a multi-billion dollar company, will get subsidies to move to a particular area. So that way that area can have jobs and tax money. Right. So um, I was all in on this because I grew up here. And I, I went to that building when there were businesses there. And to sit here for decades and just see it empty and yes. deteriorate. Yeah. And, you know, like she, she had mentioned uh, Mayor Dumas and, you know, I don't even know how many mayors there's been in 40 years, but everybody's trying to sell that building to get the sellers to sell it, to develop it. And we're here, and I wasn't, I wasn't going to miss that opportunity, mm -hmm. considering all the work of the beautiful buildings that have been going up over there now. Yeah. Right. Um, I know. You can see the, the revitalization is really taking it's happening. Hold. Yes, yeah. it is. Exactly. Ladies, i got to take a quick break, and on the sure. flip side, let's talk about what's going to happen with this project mm -hmm. when we return. If you have a question for our city councilors, our number here is 508-222-1320. We'll be right back after these messages. Good morning, everyone. We're just chilling in the studio with, Ka with Kathleen. Thank you, Elaine. <laughs> and Laura. Our city council is here. If you have a question for these superpower women or women in government we're talking about, <laughs> our number here is 508-222-1320. Woo! Let's go. Yes, let's go. So the BRICS project... You did have to give, uh, I mean, you finally sold the building. Uh, we did give them tax break, which is great. Uh, the development, we were talking during yes. break. Can you tell our folks what's going to be happening there? And then there's another project you just mentioned during break. I'd like our listeners yeah. to understand what's so going on. We haven't seen plans yet about the development, but it's 44 units with yep. parking underneath, no retail market rate, which means whatever, whatever they get, they get. Mm -hmm. So, But it's not just about you know, filling that space and the aesthetics, if you have 44 people, individuals, and even if half of them are two people, right? Those are people who are going to be downtown walking around, walking down to Burgundian or, you know what I mean, at mm. um, Mush, what's that? Uh, the tea oh, place, Boba uh, Tea. Mochi. Mochi, thank you, and the donut place. Oh, so yeah. So they're going to be spending money in the city. So there's associated gains to the city when you have more people downtown. And who follows people? Businesses. So the more people you have, the more customers or consumers you have in a certain area, the more likely business is going to be to come mm -hmm. because of the traffic, foot traffic and otherwise. So, you know, a lot of people think you put the businesses in and people follow. It's my understanding that it's the exact opposite. You start with people and then everything follows from people. So, for example, more people downtown, more services, right? Sure. We're going to need laundromats, dry cleaners, um, whatever other things people might need, hairstylists, et cetera, hairstylists, et cetera, et cetera. So it's exciting for many reasons, some of which are not as obvious as others, you mm -hmm. know? So blah, blah, blah. No. But it's exciting, but we haven't seen any, like, aesthetic plans for it yet, design plans, whatever. That'll that'll come down the road, so. Do you know when that'll, that project will start? I know the demolition yeah. and everything happened, but. I um, don't know. I honestly yeah. don't have any dates. I would probably ask the economic development director about that, mm. but, um, but they'll go through the process like everybody else goes yep. through the planning board and. Um, and we'll hear more about it, but but it's market rate, parking underneath, so, um, and it's people in the city, which is mm -hmm. exciting. It is exciting, yeah. When I people. see the donut and, you know, Bandino's and 
Burgundian yeah. and those two uh, total modesty shop and yep. another shop and a nail salon and it just feels good you know and like everything looks yeah. great and like right across the street here with this building they revitalize this yeah, building here great. with all these uh, affordable housing too there's mm. a, a there's lottery a lot, yeah. for uh, yeah. people to come into these uh, homes renaissance station over here i mean oh it's just it just feels good that we're starting to come together more and more it was so desolate before there oh, was yeah. so much there were so many empty storefronts. Yeah. It was. Yeah. It didn't look good, and that's not the reflection of what the city of Atterbury no, should look like. I'm glad you. that the yeah, the changing of the um, the scenery is changing right. for the yeah. the better. Now, what was the other project we were talking about during break oh, about um, the low housing? Uh, I mean, the uh, we, you got a grant? Yeah, was it uh, a grant Ter or federal government coming right, in? Right. The state. Uh, mm -hmm. This is Gardner Terrace. Gardner Terrace. Um, the state is paying millions of dollars to rehab it. And what we did, what we passed the other night was um, we waived the permit fees mm -hmm. for the nonprofit that's working in there. And, um, and that, was another, that was another tough vote because, you know, we don't like to waive fees if we don't have to. Um, but when the state gives you that much money, they like to see that you have skin in the game. And, sure. and um, you know, this is 100% affordable housing. So you have seniors, disabled, veterans. Um, and they're doing a complete rehab of the building. Are new they? New HVAC, new windows, mm -hmm. new kitchens, new bathrooms, uh, a lot of work. And, and I'm excited to see it because this building, if anybody, if any mm -hmm. building needs to be rehabbed and it's full, it's like 90, I want to say 94 units. What? It's good yeah. Size building. That's yeah. huge. Yeah. 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 It's going to be a great project. It's, it's much needed. I went in there once. It, it, it definitely needs work for just the quality of life, safety. So it's a great project. And as Laura said, from what I understand from the nonprofit uh, development, you know, if the state puts in certain money, you're obligated, not just expected, but there's an obligation that you put some skin in the game. So the fee issue is a little bit of a controversial vote. Again, I understand that I can't argue with, uh, with it, but it, you have to look at the project right as a whole. Is it worth it? What's the return? Mm. So for me and I, for Laura and I think the other counselors, it's worth it. Mm -hmm. The investment is worth it. So, yeah, it stinks. I, 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 yeah. I mean, I fully appreciate, as I know Laura does, that you know the money we spend is taxpayer money, absolutely all the time, every day. But you have to. There are investments too that you have to make, right? It's not sure. just about running the city and and the city services. Sometimes you have to make an investment. So. These are investments we're making. I think we're going to get more than a fair return on these investments. But I understand sometimes people's hesitations about giving money away, if you will. But that's not how I look at it. It's an investment in the city and our people. Oh, so. sure. And the people that live there, too, deserve Most to definitely. be living in a comfortable, affordable, but also safe environment, yes. too. Yeah. 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 And this particular, there, there are two other projects down the pike for them, too, the addresses of which escape me. But yeah. there's two yeah. other properties that they're going to be working on. Um, to rehab. Yeah. yeah. And we, we're lucky we have these beautiful old factory buildings, which we're reusing, which in and of itself is fantastic. But now you have to, you know make them up to a certain, you know, quality of, of, of life or, or standards or whatever. So it's a really good project and the beginning of, of a couple of other ones down the road, hopefully. So. Right. I know I had a Representative Hawkins on. He was talking about the, the shelter down the street. Yeah. 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 So yep. that's really great, too. It so. is good. It is good. And Much needed. So. Yeah. yeah. And the council is going to start exploring. I, I introduced business last week. There's a thing called inclusionary housing. Oh, what's that? So inclusionary housing, it, what it basically does is, and 
this is only beginning. It's a conversation right now because sure. for some people it can be controversial. But what it does is if a developer is going come to come into the city and make more than a certain number of dwelling units, whether it's 10 or 12, the city requires a certain percentage of those be affordable housing, whether Good. for sale, for rent. Um, what it does is it ensures that we have affordable housing because, you know, Attleboro, uh, you know, Laura knows more. She's a native. Attleboro is very diverse in many ways, but particularly economically. Mm -hmm. And with the housing market, we're having houses go for five hundred and six hundred thousand dollars, which, wow, wow, which is awesome on one hand. But on the other hand, we've got a lot of older folks, low income, moderate income folks that are really getting stretched. So if we want to continue to be the city we are that welcomes all, then we need to provide opportunities for all. Otherwise, we're going to be a, a very expensive bedroom community, which I don't mm. think mm. most of us want. Right. Um, so inclusionary zoning is a way to ensure that there are housing opportunities for all, which I think is important. If that's who we are, then we need to continue to be that. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, I mean, look around us. I mean, the rents have gone up since March because I was looking for oh, apartments yeah. and it was like, it went up $300, but Crystal Village went up yeah. 300 Other places went yeah. up $300 a month. Mm -hmm. And um, the Renaissance is over 2000 and mm. other buildings. It's like it. insane. Cannot believe it. And so Attleboro, even the ones that I had, um, went from 15 to 17 And that's, it's yeah, lot. it's yeah. insane. And then I'm reading the paper about 64% national grid is raising their rates. Uh, yes. I mean, Give me, yeah. it is insane. How can somebody on a limited, I mean, mm. I'm still working, God, you know, but, you know, the seniors, how are they, or, or low income, I don't know how, how are they would... ever going to make it through the winter without this? I don't this? know. And how was national grid allowed to do this yeah. when they had so many people at, like I was telling Mike earlier and my, and my folks too, it was just a formality. They already knew that they were going to do it, but they had the, um, public hearing right. mm -hmm. but and all these people said look you know we have babies and I'm in public housing how can I afford this yeah. or you know you're raising these rents but food prices aren't going down gas prices aren't going down mm -hmm. you know you're not making enough money and then you're raising it 64 percent that's yeah that's national grid good. is like a multi-billion dollar international company they're not your local electric company right, right. Mm -hmm. they don't care the problem to me is not, they don't think about the local people. They don't have to look you in the eye and justify their cost because I think they're based out of England or, or somewhere in Europe. Mm -hmm. um, which, again, I get it. You make money. That's what businesses do. As I always tell my kids, first rule of business is to make money. Got it. But like you said, can we have some parameters, some degree of fairness or something? I personally am all for more alternative. I want energy independence. I would like every municipal building to be powered by solar or wind or something. I'd yeah. like every city building to be off National Grid's dime Yep. Um, and, and promote more access to those alternatives to residents. I, frankly, I wish solar was expensive so it was more accessible to more folks because I'm done. I'm done. I'm all about energy ind independence, particularly in the world we're in right now. Oh, God, yeah. You know, let's be done. Let's right. just, just, that's, that's to me, that's the ultimate goal is to not need them. Mm -hmm, exactly. You know? And on that point, I got to take a break. Let's go. And then I got to find out about this rumor about somebody here might be running for mayor. I'm not sure yet, but we'll find out soon when we return. You're listening to Out and About with Elaine, and I'll be right back after these messages. All right. And we are still standing. Actually, we're sitting here with two phenomenal city councilors here. And so uh, 
I can't tell you. It's been it's been really a um, eye opening experience having you both here, and and I'm really glad that we have women in government because mm-hmm. we really do need you, and we need more women to step up and uh, serve. Um, one last question. I know I've got like maybe less than mm-hmm. ten minutes of the show, but what are some of? Um, I know that you do constituent work, and that's a big part of what you do too. Um, but what are some of the issues people are bringing to you, and how are they getting mm-hmm. resolved? So, um, do you want to start, Laura? Or? Sure. Um, usually, constituent issues are, um, you know, traffic, uh, mm-hmm. stop signs, accidents, safety, crosswalks, um, or, or something. Or a constituent will call you about something that you're about to vote on, and give you their opinion if they if they're for it or against it. Mm-hmm. Um, but typically, it's it's crosswalks, stop signs, traffic speeding um i don't get a i don't get a ton of calls i always say that my ward is tough and when i say tough i don't mean difficult i mean resilient tough because uh, i don't get a ton i don't get a ton of complaints from my constituents but typically it's you know uh, near the church the crosswalks faded you know and our superintendent dpw mike tyler's great i'll just give him a call and they'll get it painted up and um you know, accidents, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. that that's typically the complaints mm-hmm. that I get. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh-huh. I would agree with Laura. A lot of what you hear is, is the touch points, the way that government most directly and most frequently impacts people, which is garbage, oh, uh, infrastructure, yeah. roads in particular. Uh, I live in Ward 4, and uh, Bishop Street is pretty beat up. We've had water mains. So things that directly and uh, immediately, if you will, impact people's lives are the things you're going to hear about. So mm-hmm. for me, this summer, it's been particular water main breaks mm-hmm. and the quality of the roads up there, um, which we don't have a lot of control over, but we support when the administration sends down requests for funds to repair the water main or to repave the road. You're like, yes, 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 because that really matters to people. Sure. But I would also say that coming up is perhaps one of the most important things we do, which is uh, tax classification, mm-hmm. which is determining property taxes, oh which boy. hits people where? Right in the old pocketbook. So mm-hmm. that's probably the number one uh, most important things we do because it hits people in the pocketbook. Now, when um, does the tax assessments come out? We'll we'll yeah, vote on it in um, no November. November. Yeah. November. We have yep. to have it finalized. Um, so that that's a difficult process. Yes. Um, yeah. Because you know it, people always complain about their taxes, which I get because I complain about mine as well. Um, but you know it never goes down, right? We know it never goes down. It doesn't go down here. It doesn't go down any state, city, you know, anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, so our we, we have to put the work in to research the numbers and the growth and the levy and everything that goes into it to be as fair as possible. Yeah. Because basic, we have a split tax rate, so it's, it's different than our commercial. So our residential and our commercial have different tax rates. Some places have a one-to-one where they're the same rate. Mm-hmm. We have a split tax rate where commercial is higher than um, residential. So that's, it, it's a... It's a difficult process. It's right. a lot to research, and yeah. um, and it's a big decision. Yeah. It's a big decision. But you hear to make. about that though, no, because people, <laughs> when their tax bill go, goes up, you definitely hear people. Oh my! So, so. Well, I think that people are a little cons- more than a little concerned because of everything going up. Everything, right. goods, services, yeah. everything that we touch, you know, mm-hmm. is going up. Yes. And uh, but their income isn't going 
yeah. up to meet it. Right. Or people mm -hmm. on Social Security, you know, the COLAs aren't going up oh, really? to meet them. Yeah. Said, that's a big discussion that we could come back and certainly have on a different day. Okay. A lot of it, of course, is out of our control in terms of local government, but I do have a lot of faith in what we can do. Um, because these days it's very easy to give up faith to me in the federal and even the state government. It's very frustrating. You don't feel like they're doing anything. And exactly who was advocating for the average Joe and Jane? I don't know. Well, you mentioned, um, uh, <laughs> excuse me, sorry. No, you mentioned ahead. the COLA, and, and I did submit new business, and it passed uh, for the senior tax exemption. Um, so that there's a maximum income in real estate taxes, in real estate investments, or what your house is worth to get tax exemptions. So in other words, uh, an elderly lady that lives alone, she, her income can only be $30,000, hypothetically. Mm -hmm. It's really low, and it hasn't changed in, in order for her to get tax exemptions. So if she makes $31,000, she can't, she can't get it. So we passed, um, I believe it was MGL 59 or something like that, to raise that minimum with COLA mm -hmm. every year. Oh, so whatever the COLA is that year, yep. it'll go up by that percent Right. So that way they're not stuck at $30,000 for 10 years, which is clearly ridiculous. I it guess. is. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. we did get that through as well. I think it was last year or the year before. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was two years. In pandemic time, I think it was two years ago. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It's just forever. And then the fall comes in and all of that stuff. Do you think that it's you're looking at maybe a significant increase in taxes this year? I mean, for next year or no? No idea. No, no I idea? I, I haven't seen the numbers. Yeah, I don't um, know. How is that determined, if you don't mind I, me asking? We don't have, we definitely don't have enough time. That's to another back. conversation. But it's like, yeah. okay, it's based on the levy. So it's a pie. Yeah. And you basically split the pie between commercial and residential. So depending, you know, the levy of, of everything that, everything's worth in the city, residential, commercial, mm -hmm. and you split it one way or the other. So if you have... Well, we back our way into it. What happens essentially is the city needs a certain amount of money. Okay. And then you, you build to that amount of money. And the question is who contributes how much to what you need to run the city. Okay. Sorry. Right. But, the, so, but Laura's like, it's a much more involved discussion, which we can come back and talk about yeah. closer yeah, to yeah. November. That'd be great. Yeah. You know, I appreciate that. Is anyone here in this, uh, uh, in this building maybe considering running for mayor or not? Well, you know... No. <laughs> Are there any rumors to the to it's, the? Uh, yeah, more than considering, I am. I I announced on Dave's show a couple of weeks ago. Um, it's something that's been on my mind, and I announced a couple of weeks ago because, as you know, the the mayor is running for sheriff. Yes. And who knows how that's going to go? Um, that's going to be a really interesting election. Um, but things could accelerate very quickly if he wins with a special election. Mm -hmm. And if he doesn't win, we're looking at a, a general election in November of twenty three. So I figured either way. What's the downside to announcing? Right. Um, so yeah, I'm in. I think um, I think I'd be the right person to do the job. Kathleen, I think next. that's great. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm yeah. excited. There's a lot of opportunity. I've learned a lot, not only on the council, but I have other experience in education. Um, yeah, and I, I I think it'd be nice to have a woman. I don't want to say that's one of the reasons. It's not what I'm leading with, but at all. Mm -hmm. um, also a parent. Um, I think it's important to have a parent in the office, particularly after what we've been through for the last three years. I'm particularly oh my sympathetic. Gosh. Yes. I have two teenagers. Um, it's been really hard. Wow. So I think I'm sympathetic and empathetic to a lot of the parents and families out there because not only is it the stress of cost, it's the stress of kids who are stressed out, struggling with mental illness and anxiety and returning to classes. And I'm particularly mindful of that. This has been hard. And I think we need to honor that, um, what people 
went through and are continuing to go through that all factors in so yeah i'm excited and i can come back another day and talk to you further we will about do that. that yes we will but i want to thank you ladies for coming on today i really Thanks, do Elaine. appreciate your time i know it's saturday morning yes. it's a little bit earlier but uh, I do yeah. appreciate it. And I'd love to have you back in November to talk oh, about right. these issues because it's very important. And I know you're, you promote city events. I'm off to the river cleanup after I leave here. You and, are. Yes, and Councilor Dolan is heading to the high school tour. High school, school tour. And I'm heading to the Atterborough uh, Hebron Pantry for that. Fun, uh, yeah, for that i got to stop by and make a donation. i got to yeah. do that yeah. too. Yeah. Right, that right. as well. All right, my dears. Thank you thank so you much Elaine. again. Well thank done. you. Thank, thank you very Thanks. much. And I'd like to thank Jim Corbin, our meteorologist, my cat and Zara, who always keeps me on time and telling me, you got to go. And of course, you are listeners. And to remind you, if you're an organization that's having an event and you'd like me to mention it, it's easy. Just drop me an email at radiolady34 at gmail.com. So from all of us here at WARA 1320, I invite you to meet me back here next Saturday morning, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. when we do this all again.